Gopi Janna Balaba Giri Vardadari Yashoda Nandana Vrajajanaranjana Yashoda Nandana Vrajajanaranjana Jamun Tirda Vanachari Tirda Vanachari Jayurata Matava Kunja Bihari Ratamatava Kunja Bihari Gopi Janna Balaba Girivaradari Gopi Janna Balaba Girivaradari Yashoda Nandana Brajajanaranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajanaranjana Jamuna Tiravanachari Jamuna Tira Vannachari Jayarata Matava Kunja Bihari Erata Matava Kunja Bihari Gopi Janavalaba Girivada Dadi
Gopi Janabalaba Girivara Dari Yashoda Nandana Brajajanaranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajanaranjana Jamuna Tiravanachari Jamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jayam Vishnupad Paramahamsa Parikrajikachara Shotelasata Shishiva. His divine grace, A.C. Bhakti Vedant Swami Shla Prabhupada Ki. Anantakoti Vaishnava Brindiki. Grantara Shima Bhagavatam Ki. Janitai Gopremanandi. All glories to Samuel devotees. All glories to Samuel devotees. All glories to Samuel devotees. All glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. When we chant the prayers, you're actually all supposed to touch the ground, not just like, like that, but actually to the ground. Prabhupada actually said that. So next time, make sure you <laughs> touch the ground. Don't be lazy. In Kali Yuga, everyone is lazy. Touch the ground. It's not, not so far. It's only this much. Okay. Nanayanam namaskritya naram chevanarotamam devim saraswatim vyasam tato jayamudirayat. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 5, Chapter Entitled, Narada's Teachings to Vasudev, Text Number 32. Krishnavanam Tusha Krishnam Sangopangastra Parshadam Yagai Sankirtana Prayayar Yajanti hi sumeda saha Krishnavarnam tusha Krishnam Sangopangastra parshadam Yagai sankirtana prayayar Yajanti hi sumeda saha 
Krishnavanam Tusha Krishnam Sangopangastra Parashadam Yagai Sankirtana Prayayar Yajanti hi Sumedasaha Krishna Varnam. Repeating the syllables Krishna. Twisha. With a luster. Akrishnam. Not black. Golden. Saanga. Along with associates. Upaanga. Servitors. Astra, Astra. Weapons. weapons, Parashadam, Parashadam. Confidential, companions. confidential companions, Jagyai, Jagyai. By, sacrifice. by sacrifice, 
Sankirtanapraye, consisting chiefly of congregational chanting. Yajanti, they worship. He, certainly. Sumedasaha, intelligent persons. Translation and purport by his, actually by the followers of Srila Prabhupada. In the age of Kali, intelligent persons perform congregational chanting to worship the incarnation of Godhead, who constantly sings the names of Krishna. Although his complexion is not blackish, he is Krishna himself. He is accompanied by his associates, servants, weapons, and confidential companions. Translation responsibly. In the age of Kali, Intelligent persons, intelligent persons perform congregational chanting, congregational chanting to, worship to worship the incarnation of Godhead, who constantly sings the names of Krishna. <coughs> Although his complexion is not blackish, he is Krishna himself. He is accompanied by his associates. Servants, weapons, and confidential companions. Purport. This same verse is quoted by Krishnadas Kaviraj in the Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Leela, chapter 3, verse, 30, verse 52. His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, has given the following commentary on this verse. This is Prabhupada. This text is from Srimad Bhagavatam 11.5.32. Srila Jiva Goswami has explained this verse in his commentary on the Bhagavatam known as the Kama, sorry, Krama Sandarva, which he says, wherein, wherein he says that Lord Krishna also appears with a golden complexion. That golden com Lord Krishna is Lord Chaitanya, who is worshipped by intelligent men in this age. That is confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam by Gargamuni, who said that although the child Krishna was blackish, he also appears in three other colors, red, white, and yellow. He exhibited, the white, he, he exhibited his white and red complexions in Satya and Treta ages, respectively. He did not exhibit the remaining color, yellow-gold, until he appeared as Lord Chaitanya, who is known as Gaurahari. Srila Jiva Goswami explains that Krishnavana means Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Krishnavanam and Krishna Chaitanya are equivalent. The name Krishna appears with both Lord Krishna and Lord Chaitanya Krishna. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but he always engages in describing Krishna and thus enjoying transcendental bliss by chanting and remembering his name and form. Lord Krishna himself appears as Lord Chaitanya to preach the highest gospel. Vanayati means utters or describes. Lord Chaitanya always chants the holy name of Krishna and describes it also. And because he is Krishna himself, whoever meets him will automatically chant the holy name of Krishna and later describe it to others. He injects one with transcendental Krishna consciousness, which merges the chanter in transcendental bliss. In all respects, therefore, he appears before everyone as Krishna, either by personally or by sound. 
Simply by seeing Lord Chaitanya, one at once remembers Lord Krishna. One may therefore accept him as Vishnu Tattva. In other words, Lord Chaitanya is Lord Krishna himself. Sango Pangastra Parashadam further indicates that Lord Chaitanya is Lord Krishna. His body is always decorated with ornaments of sandalwood and, his sandalwood and with sandalwood paste. By his super excellent beauty, he subdues all the people of the age. In other descents, the Lord sometimes used weapons to defeat the demoniac. But in this age, the Lord subdues them with his all-attractive figure as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Srila Jiva Goswami explains that his beauty is his astra or weapon to subdue the demons because he is all-attractive. It is to be understood that all the demigods lived with him as his companions. His acts, his acts were uncommon and his associates wonderful. When he propagated the Sankirtan movement, he attracted many scholars and acharyas, especially in Bengal and Orissa. Lord Chaitanya is always accompanied by his best associates, like Lord Nityananda, Advaita, Gadadhar and Srivas. Srila Jiva Goswami cites a verse from the Vedic literature that says, that there is no necessity of performing sacrificial demonstrations or ceremonial functions. He comments that instead of engaging in such external pompous exhibitions, all people, regardless of caste, color or creed, can assemble together and chant Hare Krishna to worship Lord Chaitanya. Krishnavanam Tushar Krishnam indicates that, pro uh, that prominence should be given to the name Krishna. Lord Chaitanya taught Krishna consciousness and chanted the name of Krishna. Therefore, to worship Lord Chaitanya, everyone should together chant the Hare Krishna mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. To propagate worship in churches, temples or mosques is not possible because people have lost interest in that. But anywhere and everywhere people can chant Hare Krishna, thus worshipping Lord Chaitanya. They can perform the highest activity and fulfill the highest religious purpose of satisfying the Supreme Lord. Srila Sava Boma Bhattacharya, a famous disciple of Lord Chaitanya said, the principle of transcendental devotional service having been lost, Sri Krishna Chaitanya had appeared to deliver again the process of devotion. He is so kind that he is distributing love of Krishna. Everyone should be attracted more and more to his lotus feet, as hummingbees are attracted to the lotus flower. The incarnation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also described in the Sri Vishnu Sahasranam, which appears in chapter 189 of the Dana Dharma Parva of Mahabharata. Srila Jiva Goswami has quoted this reference as follows Suvana Vana He Mango Barangas Chandan Angadi. In his early pastimes, he appeared as a householder with a golden complexion. His limbs are beautiful, and his body smeared with the pulp of sandalwood, seems like molten gold. He is also quoted Sanyas. In his later pastimes, he accepts the sannyas order, and he is equipoised and peaceful. He is the highest abode of peace and devotion. 
for he silences the impersonalist non-devotees. Omegan, Timadandasya, Gananjana Shalakaya, Chakshurun Mulitam Jena Tasmai, Shri Gurave Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam, Stapitam Yena Bhutale, Swayam Rupakadamayam, Dadati Swapadantikam. Vansha Kalpatarubhyascha, Kripa Sindubi Evacha, Petitanam Pavanebhyo, Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha. Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Shiadvaita Gadata Shivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare Hare Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Gopani Mahamahotsavaki Shimaya Podamaki So today is Gora Ponima. The moon is full. It means Ponima, complete. Uh, you'll see tonight uh, when the moon rises at 8.04. Uh, the moon will come up and it will be full, complete. And this is the Gora Ponima, which means it is the Ponima on which Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared. When he appeared on that particular day, uh, there was a lunar eclipse. You know, sometimes have you seen when the eclipse is there, when the moon gets covered by Rahu, uh, then the moon becomes eclipsed. So he appeared at that time, which is significant. Hmm? Why is it significant? Because in India, uh, is anyone here from India? So, if you go to India, when there is eclipse, people, they go into the Ganges, into the sacred rivers, the Jumuna, the Ganges, the Godavari, all the sacred rivers. And they enter into the river and they chant uh, the names of Krishna, of Vishnu, uh, in order to counteract the negative effects of the eclipse. Uh, that light from the eclipse, when there is a eclipse, that light which comes from the sun or moon is considered amangala, it is inauspicious. In the West, people think, think that it's auspicious. You know, whenever there's an eclipse, everyone goes outside and looks at it. <laughs> but in India, people don't do that, they go inside. Uh, they stay away from the eclipse. Uh, I was in India one time when there was an eclipse, a solar eclipse, partial, I think it was, solar eclipse. And there was no one on the streets which is, you never see that. In India, there's always someone on the streets. Even at 12 o'clock at night, even at 3 o'clock in the morning, even at 6 o'clock in the morning, there's, always, there's people just walking around. I don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> but in India, people just walk around all the time. Uh, so on that time when there was an eclipse, there was no one outside. It was completely quiet. Hmm? So it is considered amangala, it is inauspicious. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he appeared at that time because the people to counteract the inauspicious event, that many people were in the Ganga, they're in the Jamuna, they're in the holy rivers, and they were chanting the holy names of Krishna. So he appeared at that time, which is significant, because what is he teaching us? He is teaching us that in this world there is nothing but the holy name. 
One of our great uh, warriors in our uh, Hare Krishna movement, His Holiness, uh, Kadamba Kanan Swami, is preparing to leave this world. Uh, Maharaj is in Brindaban. And uh, one of my good friends, uh, Shukadev Prabhu, uh, he was telling me, he went to see Maharaj in uh, December. And he had 45 minutes with Maharaj, just the two of them. And they were speaking very intimately, intimately together because they did service together in the 80s and 90s in Brindavan, very close. Shukadev Prabhu was uh, Maharaj's right-hand man before he became a sannyasi when he was the temple president and temple commander in Brindavan. So uh, Shukadev Prabhu said Maharaj gave him three instructions or he, gave him, he, he said three things which were very significant. The first one Maharaj said is the holy name is everything. And that's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to teach all of us. The holy name is everything. Bhaktivinoda Thakur calls it Nam Ashraya. Nam Ashraya means we take shelter of the holy name. Everything is the holy name. There is nothing else but the holy name. You look in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. When he was young, what did he do to everyone? And when he was a baby, he would cry. And he would only stop when you would chant the holy names, Krishna. And then later in his pastimes, when he became a student, and then he became a, uh, a pundit himself, and he ran his own school, and then he would teach everyone, uh, grammar, how to learn Sanskrit only through the holy names, uh, which uh, Jiva Goswami has compiled and which is still used. We still use the same book that Jiva Goswami compiled based on Lord Chaitanya's teachings. That we can learn Sanskrit through understanding the holy names of Krishna. And then you see when he became a sannyasi and he moved to Puri. And then they had uh, Gundicha Majana before Rathayatra every year. Then they clean the temple, the Gundicha temple where Jagannath comes to. And Lord Chaitanya, he had everyone chanting uh, within the pastime. Devotees were running to the Indudumna Sarovara. Have you been there, Indudumna Sarovara, behind the Gundicha temple? Very beautiful place. He went to the Indudumna, and they would pick up pots of water, and they would run back so that they could throw water everywhere to clean the Gundicha temple. So you read in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it says that all the devotees, if someone wanted the pot, they would say, Krishna. And if someone was giving you a pot, they would say, Krishna. And if someone wanted something, they would say, hey, Krishna. And everyone would say Krishna, and everyone was saying Krishna, 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 Krishna. Oh, this is the Hare Krishna movement. The holy name is everything. When you understand that, you understand the Hare Krishna movement. Uh, that's what Lord Chaitanya is teaching. So Kadamakana Swami said there is only one thing. There's only the holy name. The second thing he said, uh, to Shukadeh Prabhu's second instruction he said was, you have to be materially responsible. Uh, this is actually an item of bhakti. Uh, have you read the Nectar of Devotion? Yeah. If you read chapter 6, what is chapter 6 called? Of Nectar of Devotion. Uh, chapter 6 outlines the 64 items of devotional service, right? One of the items of bhakti, which Rupa, it's very interesting, Rupa Goswami says, 
You have to be materially responsible. You can't neglect your material activities. Maharaj said this. This is based on the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Right? Because when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was traveling through South India, he would enter into a village and everyone in the village would be attracted to him because he was chanting the holy name of Krishna. He was performing Prema Sankirtan. Oh, Sukadev Prabhu, you're here. Have you been here the whole time? Oh, sorry. I didn't even see you. Okay. Do you mind me saying? It's okay? Okay. I didn't even see you there, so. I was going to ask you later if it was okay, but. <laughs> but you're here, so. I just wanted to share it because it, was very, it, it, it affected me very deeply, so I wanted to share, so. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, when he would go through the village uh, of any village, everyone would become absorbed in his chanting. His chanting was so attractive. It said that when Lord Chaitanya would dance, the whole earth would move. That's how powerfully he would dance. Um, so he was dancing in such ecstasy, and then when he would leave, everyone in the village would want to follow him. So wherever he was going, he was uh, creating a following of hundreds of thousands of people were following him everywhere. So when he was in Kormakshetra, he was speaking to the Korma Brahmana. This is mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And he wanted to follow him. He wanted to leave everything and just go with Lord Chaitanya. Would you do that? If Lord Chaitanya came to Melbourne today and was doing Kiritan in Burke Street and then he was starting to walk to Sydney, would you follow him? I think most of us would. We would start to follow him. Uh, we would say, we're going with you. Uh, so he said uh, to the court, he said, no, you stay here and you perform your material responsibilities. But in your heart, in your mind, you always meditate on Krishna. There's the same instruction that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave to Raghunath Das Goswami. Raghunath Das Goswami, you read in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he was a householder. So he had many responsibilities, but he wanted to leave everything and just join Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya said, don't talk like a madman. Right? You have to do your material responsibilities very nicely. You have wife, you have children, you have husband. You have to do it very nicely. But in your heart, if you're feeling, do you sometimes feel that you just want to leave everything and just go and fully absorb yourself in Krishna consciousness? Hands up if you sometimes feel like that. Yeah, sometimes. Some devotees feel like that. Sometimes you feel, I just want to give up everything. But you can't. Because you have to be materially responsible. You have wife, children, husband. You have to look after them. That's your duty. This is what Maharaj was saying. This is your duty. Huh? And Lord Chaitanya said the same thing. He said to Common Brahma, he said, do your duty, just stay here, but always think of Krishna. So the first instruction is the holy name is everything. The second instruction is you have to be materially responsible. And the third instruction that His Holiness Kanambakan and Swami gave was that at the end of your life, when all your material duties are finished, all right, sometimes we pray that that day will come soon. When or oh, when will that day be mine? Well, when that day will come. Sometimes, do you feel like that sometimes? Yeah, some people feel like that very much. <laughs> so we feel like that. When will that day come? When I can just give up everything and just serve Krishna 100%. Huh? 
So at that time, Maharaj is saying, where will you take shelter? Where will you take shelter? You have to contemplate this. Where will you take shelter? Some devotees will take shelter in Brindaban, like Prabhupada did at the end. In January 1977, Prabhupada was in... Uh, hmm, was it Rishikesh? Was that where he was? Was it Rishikesh? He was somewhere, yeah, high up in the... Uh, in, up, up the Ganges. But Prabhupada wasn't feeling well. Prabhupada said, take me to Brindavan. So he went to Brindavan. And he stayed in Brindavan the whole time. Except in August, he left and he went to Bhaktivedanta Manor. He was actually going to do a world tour and visit the farms. On the last tour, Prabhupada was only going to visit the farms. He was going to New Brindavan, Gita Nagar, he was traveling only for the farms. Bhaktivedanta Manor. But when Prabhupada got there, he wasn't feeling well. He said, take me back to Brindavan. So the final instruction is at the time of retirement, at the end of our life, what will we take shelter of? Will we take shelter of Brindavan? Will we take shelter of Mayapur? Or will we just serve in the temple that we have always taken shelter of? Like His Holiness uh, Bhakti Tirta Swami. He chose to leave the world. He could have gone to Brindavan or to Mayapur to leave this world. He chose to leave the world in Gita Nagari. One of the dams. Because he wanted to show us in his final teachings that these holy dams, just like Melbourne Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu Mandir or Hare Krishna Valley or Radha Gopinath Temple in Sydney or wherever they are, any uh, ISKCON property, they are non-different from Brindavan and Mayapur. So at the end of our life, we have to take shelter. So he's holding this Kanamakan and Swami. He gave us these three final instructions. Uh, the holy name is everything. While you're in this world, be materially responsible. And at the end, you take shelter uh, fully of Krishna, uh, which is, the these are all the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he appeared at the time of the eclipse. And if you read his... Jyotish, Bhakti Sananta Saraswati Thakur, he analyzes his Jyotish, his uh, birth chart. If someone is born at the time of an eclipse, it means Rahu is covering the moon. The moon governs the mind in Jyotish. You know, when we look at your chart, we'll see, is your moon peaceful? You know, some devotees have peaceful minds, some devotees don't have peaceful mind. You know who you are, right? Some of us are peaceful, some of us are not peaceful. <laughs> a lot of that to do is where the moon is situated at the time of birth. So if Rahu is covering the moon, he was born right in the middle of the eclipse, it means the person's mind will not be peaceful. Which means Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mind was not peaceful. Uh, he was always desperately seeking, where is Krishna? Where is Krishna? Uh, and you see that he is recorded actually, if you look at history books, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in history books, written by even non-devotees. Uh, it is mentioned that there was a saint called Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He lived in uh, Bengal and Orissa 500 years ago. And sometimes it's recorded that he was epileptic. You know when someone has an epileptic seizure or fit, they roll on the ground. So if you read Chaitanya Charitamrita, it says Lord Chaitanya, sometimes he would roll on the ground in ecstasy. So the non-devotee scholars, they don't understand. So they say, oh, he was an epileptic saint. 
But he was an epileptic saint. He was mad in love for Krishna. Uh, this is because the moon at the time of the birth, uh, then the chart says that the person's mind will always be afflicted. Uh, so he was always feeling intense separation from Krishna. So if we look at the pastimes, uh, he appeared uh, under the neem tree. Have you been to yoga pit in Mayapur? I think most of you have been there. You can go to the actual place. Uh, when we chant, like on Gopanim, when we chant our rounds, we can meditate on these places. Uh, my Guru Maharaj gave me that instruction many years ago. He said, when you're chanting, he said, you meditate on places in the holy dharm where you feel great inspiration. That's how we should chant. And when you become more advanced in your chanting, you meditate. So when you're chanting, you can meditate. I am at yoga pit. And you can visualize yoga pit while you're chanting. At that sacred place where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, under the neem tree, the descendant of that tree is still there. Such a powerful place. Whenever we go to Mayapur, we like to visit that place. It's so powerful. And we can pray to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So it is mentioned uh, that he wanted to appear. These pastimes actually began in Goloka Vrindavan. Uh, if you read the Chaitanya Mangala, have you read the Chaitanya Mangala? There are three biographies which are the most prominent. Which biographies of Lord Chaitanya are the most prominent biographies? Which one? Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hands up if you've read Chaitanya Charitamrita. Oh, a few devotees is very good. You should read it. Oh, Prabhupada wrote that for us. He translated that for us. Such an important Shastra. Such an important, we're studying that now in our Bhaktisattva Mama course. Such an important Shastra. The most nectarian. When Prabhupada was traveling across on the Jaladuta, have you read his diary? When Prabhupada was traveling, the Jaladuta diary? Prabhupada was feeling separation from Vrindavan. He writes that. He says, I'm feeling separation from Radha Damoda in Vrindavan. And Prabhupada said, my solace is the Chaitanya Charitamrita. He was reading it on the boat on the way across. He said, it is nectarine. Uh, it is giving me nectar. It is giving me life. Reading about in my separation from Vrindavan. I am reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So there is Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is Chaitanya Bhagavat, and there is Chaitanya Mangala. These are the three most significant uh, biographies of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Who wrote the Chaitanya Charitamrita? And then who wrote the Chaitanya Bhagavat? Brindavan Das Thakur. And who wrote the Chaitanya Mangala? Lochan Das Thakur. Right. So Lochan Das Thakur, he wrote the Chaitanya Mangala. This Shastra is very esoteric, extremely elevated, very divine. So he writes in the beginning about the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, so, uh, actually, Narad Muni, he was traveling. And uh, Narada, he came to visit Krishna in Dwaraka. And when he visited Krishna in Dwaraka, Krishna was in a very deep state of ecstasy. Krishna in Dwarka is Lord Jagannath. Lord Jagannath is Krishna in Dwarka. Why does he look like that? Because he's feeling separation from Vrindavan. Uh, so this is 
Lord Jagannath. So Narada went to visit Krishna in Dwarka, and he was feeling deep separation uh, from the residents of Vrindavan, particularly Shimati Radharani. And he actually revealed to Narada at that time when Narada visited him, he actually visited this, he actually revealed the form of Gauranga. Uh, Krishna actually turned into Gauranga and showed him his golden form. And Narada went into ecstasy. He thought, what is, the, what is this form? What is this form? Huh? He said, this form will appear in the Kali Yuga. So Narada began to travel. And he was telling as he met, he met Lord Shiva. He said, I've seen this form. And he said, this form will come soon. He was traveling, traveling. He went to Jagannath Puri and he saw Lord Jagannath. And when Narada saw Lord Jagannath, he was praying to Lord Jagannath, Patita Pavana, uh, Lord Jagannath. Uh, how will you deliver the fallen people in the Kali Yuga? In Kali Yuga, people are very fallen. One time, Tamal Krishnamaraj had a dream. He was in the hospital in Mumbai. And he was having a hernia operation. His hernia was there, so... He went to the hospital and Prabhupada was outside of Mumbai. Prabhupada came back to Mumbai. And when he got to Mumbai, he said, where is Tamal? They said, Prabhupada, he's gone to the hospital. Prabhupada said, no, I don't want him to have the operation here. He should have the operation in America. So Prabhupada drove for two hours across Mumbai to the hospital to stop the operation. So he got to the hospital and when he got there, Tamal Krishna, the operation was already done. And Tamal Krishna was laying unconscious after the operation on the bed. So Prabhupada sat next to the bed and then Tamal Krishnamaraj woke up and he saw Prabhupada and he said, oh Prabhupada, you've come. Prabhupada said, just rest. He said, Prabhupada, I had a dream. And Prabhupada said, what was the dream? He said, in the dream you were giving a report to the previous Acharyas and you were telling them and the, and the previous Acharyas, they were saying, how is the preaching going down there on earth? And Prabhupada said to the previous Acharyas, he said, we're making devotees, but they can't do any austerity. They're not very learned. They can't learn Sanskrit very well. They have so many bad habits. So many things we're trying to teach them, but <laughs> it's very hard to teach them. They're so unqualified. But then Prabhupada said, they have one good quality. They are attached to my lotus feet. And Prabhupada, Tamakrishma has told Prabhupada this dream. And Prabhupada said, actually, it is so. Huh? We only have one good quality. We are attached to Prabhupada. We will do anything for Prabhupada. Huh? That's our only good quality. That's our only qualification. Wow. So, <clears throat> how will the people in the Kali Yuga be delivered? How will they be delivered? So, Narad Muni was saying to Lord Jagannath, how will they be delivered? Huh? Lord Jagannath said, go to Goloka Vrindavan. You will get the answer there. Imagine if Lord Jagannath said that to you. Go to Goloka. <laughs> you will get the answer there. Uh, so Narada, he began to travel to Goloka. And on the way, he stopped in Vaikuntha. Who lives in Vaikuntha? 
Yeah, Lakshmi Narayan. He saw Lord Narayan and he came to Lord Narayan and he said, when I was on earth in your form of Jagannath, you told me to come and give you... And Lord Narayan said, no, 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 no. Keep going. No? This is only halfway. You have to go to Goloka, Vrindavan. He said, there, the Lord in his original form will instruct you. So then he continued to travel and then he got to Goloka. And when he entered Goloka, there was an Abhishek, just like this afternoon we will have Abhishek. Hands up if you like the Abhishek. Yeah, the devotees love the Abhishek. No. Actually, it says when you do deity worship, when you worship your deities, it says the, the part that the Lord enjoys the most is the bathing. Huh? Have, you ever, have you ever sat there and then people come with conch shells and they pour water and honey and yogurt all over you? Has ever happened to any of you? <laughs> Would you like it? I mean, we would enjoy it. It would be nice, right? I mean, we wouldn't accept it. We wouldn't say, yeah, come everyone quick. <laughs> you wouldn't do it, but it would be very enjoyable. Imagine, you know, everyone just pouring different substances over it. So it says the Lord, he enjoys the bathing the most in the deity worship. They're very nectarian. You punch Amrita, all the different, uh, all the different uh, substances being poured over the Lord. I was there in Mayapur, uh, Gorpanim time in 2005, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was 2005. And it was the year after the Panchatattva got uh, installed. So many devotees couldn't be there in 2004 when they had the Maha Abhishek for Panchatattva. So they did it again the following year for the devotees. So I was there when this, the second time when they did it. And it was the most amazing uh, Abhishek I've ever seen. You know, they poured over the panchatattva, sometimes green uh, fruits, must have been kiwi fruit or something, and just Lord Chaitanya turned green. And then they poured red, and he turned red. And then they poured yellow, and he turned yellow. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So when Narada got to Goloka, Krishna had taken the form of Goranga. He was golden form. And there was a Maha Abhishek. And on one side, uh, the right side, there was Radharani with all the Sakis in a big row. And they were all passing pots to Radharani. And then Radharani was pouring. And on the other side, there was Rukmini and all of the queens. And they were passing pots and Rukmini. So one side, Radharani is bathing. One side, Rukmini is bathing. Imagine the Abhishek. Hands up if you'd like to see that. So you better start chanting seriously. You can see it. You can see. You could even see it today if you want. Huh? Yeah, this afternoon there will be Abhishek. But what you see in the Abhishek, that depends on your purity. Huh? You can see all these things. All these things can be seen, but you have to chant. Cheto Dabana Marjanam, what Chaitanya says, cleanse your heart. So Narada, he was there, and then Goranga saw that Narada had arrived. And he said, Narada, you're here. And he looked at all of his associates and he said, very soon we're all going to the material world. Like for a holiday. Mm -hmm. Very soon we're all going to the material world. And he looked at all the associates and he said, some of you will come before me. 
Advaita Acharya, Madhavendra Puri, uh, some Pundarik, Virginia, so many different, so they will come before. He said, most of you will come with me. And then he said, some will come after me, uh, which, are, which are our Acharyas. And then he looked at one devotee. It says in Chaitanya Mangala, he looked at one devotee out of all the associates. He looked at one, and it doesn't say who it was, which associate it was. But he looked at one of them, and he said, he pointed and he said, more Senapati Bhakta, my Senapati, my general, my commander-in-chief, he will come after all of us. And then he said, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that he will chase the fallen people of Kali Yuga across the ocean. He will chase them like Prabhupada did. He chased all of us around the world. He went around the world, right? 14 times Prabhupada was traveling around the world, right? He was chasing everyone. And it said with the chopper, with the axe of Nama Sankirtan, he will chop all of their material desires and make them chant the name Krishna, Krishna, and take them back to Goloka Vrindavan. So this is, the, this is what took place before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in Goloka Vrindavan. Uh, it says in Chaitanya Mangala, this pastime was taking place in Goloka. So this is not an ordinary pastime. Uh, these are not ordinary leelas. But we should meditate on this day. That Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in this world. This all began in Goloka Vrindavan. Lord Chaitanya sent all of his servants, and he came himself to deliver all of us and take us all back to Goloka Vrindavan. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki. Does anyone have any questions or any comments about anything we discussed? Any other questions or comments? Sorry. Yeah, Zach. Hare Krishna. Yeah. You mentioned that the Mahaprabhu was born during the uh, eclipse and that that we know that the Lord isn't affected by material nature at all because he's the source of it. So why did the moon in the eclipse affect his mind? No, it didn't affect his mind, but it was something that you can predict. The Lord, the Lord is consistent. Right? He likes to make everything consistent. Like if you read in the, uh, in the Bhagavatam, in the Shastra, it says he will appear at the end of Dwapara Yuga, right? In a particular cycle of Manu, right? So everything is predicted. So the Lord likes to be consistent. Uh, so he tells us when he, he will appear and then he will be there. Just like Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada was always on time. If Prabhupada said he would be, he would be there on time. Huh? So the Lord is also like that. He is consistent. So he doesn't have to be, he's not affected by the moon, but he's consistent. He goes, I'm going to show ecstasies where it appears that my mind is uh, in a transcendental state of ecstasy and it appears externally I'm disturbed. So he's being consistent, he's just showing those things. Is it okay? Any other questions? Yeah. Is microphone? Please pass them.
Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dandavat Pranam. Prabhuji, you mentioned the three uh, very salient points that His Holiness Kadamba Kanana Maharaj uh, mentioned uh, recently to Sukadev Prabhu. Mm. And that aligns uh, with the teachings of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, being materially responsible is emphatic, it's important. And uh, the first point is Hari Nam Sankirtan or the holy name is uh, essential. So now Prabhu, if we are attached to the holy name and we are trying to be materially responsible, uh, but there are times where you feel a, a tug of war because in bhakti, beyond the just chanting and hearing the holy name, like Shravanam, Kirtanam and Smaranam, you know, there are lots of other activities going on from uh, different sevas, different other forms of sadhana. So what is your question? Yeah, so how do we balance? Because it's natural to like yeah. the holy I, name, yeah, but there's You're, lots. So then being, then that material, being materially responsible or keeping that balance. I understand your right. question. So can we just uh, stick to the holy name? You won't be able to do it anyway. You won't be able to do it anyway. Yeah. Prabhupada said that if you read in the Leela Amrita, uh, it's in the fifth or sixth book, the final books. Srila Prabhupada said, I have created all of these big, big projects just to keep you busy because you have to burn off your passion and ignorance so that later in life you can go to Vrindavan or Mayapur and chant the holy name of Krishna peacefully. So you can try it now. You can just give up your job, ring your boss, or just send a WhatsApp to say, I'm not coming anymore. And then you stay in the tent. You won't be able to do it anyway. Right? So at, at our level, just chant 16 rounds minimum, nicely, every day. And absorb yourself as much as possible in preaching and spreading the Krishna consciousness movement. Or assisting the preachers in spreading the Krishna consciousness movement. And then that will purify your heart. Uh, because you won't be able to, if you try to imitate Haridas Thakur, you'll fall down. You won't be able to do it. I can't do it. I can't chant. 64 rounds every day. It's too much for me. I can't do it. 16 rounds, that's doable, but 64, too much. So what's better? Chant your rounds, then engage in spreading the Krishna consciousness movement as much as you can. It's okay? Yes, thank okay. you. Thank you, sir. Okay. Otherwise, ring your boss and say you're not coming back. Dwija Prabhu, down there. Thank you for the wonderful class. Um, <coughs> of the three points that you mentioned of Khatam Khan and Maharaj, in the first one you mentioned about how the holy name is everything. Um, if you could please elaborate on that, what does that mean, that the holy name is everything? Yeah, well, if you read the teachings of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Bhaktivinoda Thakur uses this term, Nam Ashraya. Nam Ashraya, Ashraya means shelter. The holy name is everything because in bhakti there are five uh, main items of bhakti which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave us to purify ourselves. Sadhu Sangha, Nam Kirtan, uh, Bhagavad Shravan, 
Srimurti, Shraddhaya Sevan, and Mathura Bash. Right? So they're the five main ways to uh, purify our consciousness. But Bhakti Sananta Saraswati Thakur says, the holy name gives life to the other four. Because you can be with the devotees, but if you're not chanting together, everyone will just begin to speak mundane things. You can study the Bhagavatam carefully, but if you're not chanting nicely, you won't get realizations from the Bhagavatam. You can go to the Holy Dham, but if you're not doing Kirtan while you're in the Holy Dham, the Holy Dham will not reveal itself to you. And with deity worship, deity worship must be accompanied by chanting of the holy name. Right? Otherwise, the deity worship doesn't come to life. So the holy name is everything. That's what Maharaj is teaching us. That's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching us. That's what all the Acharyas are teaching us. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Nama Shraya. Right? Just take shelter of the holy name. There's nothing else. Kirtaniaha Sada Hari. Right? There's nothing else but to chant all the time. While you're doing whatever you're doing, you can chant the holy name. Right? When you become advanced, you'll chant in your mind. You'll chant even when you're asleep. Right? And then as soon as you wake up, you say, Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. One time I was staying in an ashram with Mukunda Maharaj. And you know, we woke up in the morning. And then uh, Maharaj woke up a few minutes later. And as soon as Maharaj woke up, he, he said, Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Like that. And when we go to sleep, we go to sleep saying, Krishna, Krishna. No? That should be Namashray, means always. The holy name should be there all the time, on the time. Is that okay? Or? You'd like to add anything? Or? Um, they mentioned about taking shelter of the holy name. Um, I'm just curious if, if you can like, explain how does that look practically? If taking shelter means just engaging our minds in chanting is that what, what when you say taking shelter of the holy name yeah there's there's different levels of chanting Prabhupada said in the beginning just here just here in the beginning but sometimes devotees it's like they present it like that's the only thing Prabhupada ever said about chanting he didn't say he said many more things about chanting Prabhupada also said there's a there's a quote by Prabhupada where he says when you become more advanced in chanting, he said that what, when you chant, the pastimes of Krishna will come into your mind. So you'll be chanting uh, and you'll be meditating on the pastimes. Or like I said, then my Guru Maharaj gave me an instruction many, many years ago. He said, when you chant, meditate on places in the Holy Dham that you're attached to. Right? So you're chanting, meditating on the Holy Dham, and then maybe some of Krishna's pastimes begin to come. Like this is cultivating your chanting. Like Haridas Thakur. So he was chanting uh, 192 rounds a day. That's what we call three lakhs of chanting. Right? 300,000 names a day. So that means he would have been chanting most of the day. And I heard one sannyasi once say that when you become advanced in your chanting, uh, Krishna has an Ashtakaliya Leela. Ashtakalya means eight phases. Right, there's eight phases of Krishna's pastimes. When, when do Krishna's pastimes begin? Six o'clock in the morning. That's when Krishna gets up. Right? Anjamashtami will tell those pastimes. Uh, 
But he gets up. So 6 till 8.30 in the morning, he milks the cows, different pastimes. 8.30 to about 10.48, then he goes out with the cows and different pastimes. About 10.48 till about 3.36 in the afternoon, then he meets the gopis at Radhakund and has pastimes. 3.36 to about 6 in the evening, he heads back to Nundagram and then he milks the cows the second time at the end of the day. 6 o'clock to about 8.24 or so, uh, then he has uh, evening prasad and there's a whole big feast in Nundagram. Good feast. Really good feast, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you later about that. So then 8.24 till about 10.48 at night, then they have big festival every night in Nundagram. They have dramas and musical performers and dances and all sorts of recitations, like big festival every night in Nundagram. And then about 10.40, about 10.30, Krishna, he starts to yawn, right? And Mother shows, oh, he's tired, takes him to bed, reads him a pastime about Ramachandra, and then he falls asleep. About 10.48, she goes out. As soon as she goes out, he goes, Right? Because he doesn't sleep. <laughs> and then one of his friends jumps into bed. Some, he does different ones. Sometimes they put pillows and they put the blankets over the pillows. Sometimes a friend gets in, they put the... Krishna jumps out the window into the night. Right? From 10.48 till about 3.36 in the morning, he meets the gopis. Rasa Lila. Rasa dance. Many pastimes. Then about 3.36 to 6 in the morning, he breaks off from all the gopis just with Radharani and some intimate associates and they have pastimes. And then just when the sun is starting to come up around 6 in the morning, uh, Krishna gets woken up, the monkeys make noises, make noises, Krishna wakes up and the parrots, and he, oh the sun's coming up. So him and Radharani, they run back to Vashana and Nandagram. He runs, jumps in the window, jumps in, jumps into bed, puts the blanket over, Mother Shoda opens the door. Hey, Krishna, wake up. Krishna goes, oh, oh, I've been sleeping all night. Like that. And then pastimes go again. So if you're chanting 192 rounds a day, which is three lakhs, like Haridas Thakur, it means you're chanting through all of those different eight pastimes, eight parts of the day. And you're meditating while you're chanting on the different leelas at different times. That's deeper chanting. So that means Nama Shraya. That's what we're aiming for. So you have to cultivate that. It has to come naturally. But Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Prabhupada's guru, says if you've been a devotee for about 15 or 20 years around, hands up you've been devotee 15, 20 years or more. Hands up. Hands up. Oh, there's not so many. Okay. So uh, Prabhupada, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur says that when you get to Around 15, 20 years, he said, you should begin to go into the deeper things. So most of you must be close now. Hands up if you're between 10 and 15. Yes? Yeah, many of you. So now it's time. Now you have to start going into the deeper. Yeah, you guys, you can do it now. You've been devoting, you've been devoting many lifetimes. Just start doing it. All right? So it means when you get more advanced, you have to go deeper into your chanting, into the cultivation like that. Because you have to develop Nam Ruchi. And if you don't develop Nam Ruchi, you won't stay a devotee 
for years and years and years and decades. Like, how many devotees have been around for more than 30 years? You know, Gokula Rani Manaji, Shukadev Prabhu, Mahatma Prabhu, uh, Ananda Bala Prabhu, it's not many. Why, aren't they, why isn't the temple full of devotees who have been here 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years? Why is that? Because sometimes Maya is very strong and devotees lose enthusiasm. So if you don't want to lose enthusiasm, you have to get a taste for chanting. It can't be mechanical. It can't be like, oh my God, how many rounds left? Oh, eight left. If you're going to chant like that, you won't keep chanting, and then you'll drift away. But actually, the proof of your bhakti, you should become more enthusiastic for service to Krishna as the years go by, not less enthusiastic. So many devotees, they lose enthusiasm. You don't want that to happen. So you have to cultivate your chanting deeply. And then you've always got something to look forward to. Because Krishna consciousness is expanding. It's ecstatic, it's not static. Is that okay? Or you'd like to add something? Or? It's okay. Good. Any other questions? Hare Krishna Babaji. It's just uh, the third instruction of uh, what will you take shelter of towards the end. So you mentioned uh, Vindavan, Mayapur, or Melbourne Mahaprabhu Temple, living close. But that, sh that means a shelter of a place. But there could be something more to taking shelter of towards the end. Not just a place, but uh, like, um, you have spoken about Namashraya. But can you expand more on uh, what could Maharaj could mean in terms of uh, what will you take shelter of towards the end? Maharaj is showing us by his example. So you just do exactly what he does. Do exactly what your Guru Maharaj does. What, what was my Guru Maharaj doing when he left the world? He'd just been in Mayapur for about two weeks, and every night, you know now they have that Kirtan festival? You know, now in Mayapur, like, he started that. Because he went to Mayapur, and every night in his room, he would get his godbrothers, because he hadn't been to Mayapur for quite a few years, and he went back to the meetings in 2002, just before he left this world, and then he, every night he would get his godbrothers to come and chant with him, just do Kirtan. And then more devotees started coming, and everyone started hearing about it. And on the last night before he left Mayapur, they had to move it down into the temple room because it was too big, too many devotees wanted to come. And that's where the Kirtan festival began. And then, as he was driving out of Mayapur, then Krishna took him. Lord Chaitanya took him. Uh, so, for me, I meditate, what was my guru doing at the end? He was fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness. He showed it. And what is your Guru Maharaj doing now? He's showing you how to leave. What did Prabhupada do? He showed us how to leave. Prabhupada was still translating, I think the day before he left the world, still translating his purports. He was showing, serve Krishna to the end. That's it. Chant the holy name, take, take shelter of Krishna, serve. So. That's what we do at the end. Just find the place where you want to do it. Mayapur, Brindavan, Malpa Mahabharamandi, where it, New Nandagram, New Govardhan. We've got so many choices in ISKCON. How many temples have we got in ISKCON? Too many. So take a, just get it the, you know, the, 
last page of Back to Godhead. Yeah, they've got like 600 temples. So just take your pick. Just open it up. Just put, uh, okay. Then go, to, go to Portugal, right? Go into the temple and say, Prabhuji, can I do some service? I'm very old now. I just want to leave this world. Right? I'm going to do some service. Prabhu says, okay, you can do something. And then you go back to Krishna, that's it. More or less. Is it okay? Thank you. Okay. Any other questions? Jai. Melbourne Mahaprabhu Mandiraki. Gopati Mahamatsavaki. Shri Gauranga Mahaprabhu Ki.